With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be yourself. That's it. Be you. Be you. There's no gimmick. There's no... You don't have to contrive anything. Who are you? Where are you today? What is your story? Where does that come from? The most important thing is you must put everybody on notice that you're here and you're for real. I'm not a player that's just going to come and go. I'm not a player that's going to make an all-star team one time, two times. I'm here to be an all-time great. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to emergency episode 186 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. You might notice that we recorded, this is now the second episode that we've released today. Not sure that we've ever had a day like that before in the history of this show. It's because right after we released episode 185, the news came out that Kobe Bryant, a longtime NBA star, had died in a helicopter crash. Three of us are still sort of processing all this news, um, but we did want to react really quickly to it. Uh, a lot of the facts have not kind of come out yet, so we're not going to comment too much on the exact situation. But of course, if you're refreshing Twitter or looking at looking at the news today, you've seen all kinds of highlights of Kobe. You've seen his his last tweet from last night congratulating LeBron James on on passing him in, in total points. There's just, there's a lot going on today. So um, we'll give our thoughts about, about Kobe and his career and his legacy. We want to start though. We, we were able to get in touch really quickly with uh, director of basketball operations for Duke, Nolan Smith to get his thoughts. So I'll hand it to Jason very quickly to uh, intro that interview that we just wrapped up. Yeah. I, I was very fortunate. As soon as we heard this news, I think all of us spent, you know, 15 to 30 minutes 
beginning to try to process this. And and I said, you know, Kobe has connections to Duke. Um, uh, you know, it's always been sort of said that if, if Kobe had had to go to, to college, he would have gone to Duke, um, that he admired Coach K. And, of course, he played on two Olympic teams with Coach K as the head coach. Um, but I, I, I happen to have the phone numbers of some people connected to the program in, in my phone. And I said, you know what? Uh, one guy who I, I, I bet knew Kobe is Nolan Smith. And I reached out to Nolan and we spoke to him just a couple moments ago. Um, Nolan, uh, it was amazing. I, I, I texted him and within 15 seconds, he said, yeah, I can hop on and talk about this, which, which kind of shows you there was no hesitation on his part. He wanted to talk about this. So, so here's the interview we just did a, a couple moments ago with Nolan Smith uh, about his connection to Kobe Bryant. So at this incredibly sad time, the Duke, the Duke Basketball Report podcast uh, is joined by someone who close connection to the Duke basketball program, someone who also knew Kobe Bryant very well, the director of basketball operations, um, Nolan Smith, one of the greats in Duke history. And uh, Nolan, tell me really quick how, how you heard this news and, and, and what it meant for you. Yeah, so my sister, just, my sister gave me a call. I was on my way to a women's basketball game to watch the women play and you know, she called me. I honestly just – I didn't believe her. I didn't want to believe her. Um, when she said it, my heart stopped for a quick second and almost believing her, but I was like, no, it's not true. So I carried on my, with going to watch the game. And and as I sat there, my phone just started getting blown up and blown up. Calls were coming in. They're like, yo, Kobe, Kobe passed. He was on a plane, a helicopter. He went down. I'm just like, no. So I'm, I, I left, left, left the game. I think it was halftime. And – just still, still, it's still very hard to believe. Just an icon, a person, a player of Kobe's stature is gone at 41. It's just, just hard to swallow right now. Hey, hey Nolan, just first of all, uh, reflect for me for a moment uh, about the times that you that you met Kobe. Uh, you know, uh, what were your interactions with him like? Oh, my interactions with him were exactly like very Kobe-like interactions. The first one. He's kind of walked past me. He's coming out of the locker room, and he's kind of smacked me on the butt and said, "Keep working hard." My rookie year. This was in LA. Then the next time that we finally had a chance to sit down and uh, stand and talk, it was post game, and he's walking by. And he's it was, it was a it's a funny story. I'll tell it forever. He was like saying stuff to some of the other guys on my team that were rookies, and he was like, "What's up, Rook? What's up, Rook?" And then he got to me. He was like, what's up, Nolan? And it caught me off guard because he said my name instead of Rook. And so then we engaged in conversation. And he just talked about all his love for Coach K and his love for Duke basketball. He told me how he watched me my whole career and how he liked my demeanor. And from there, he just kind of – we exchanged numbers. We just kind of became, became friends. You know, we didn't talk all the time or anything like that. We weren't best friends, but he was somebody that was always – trying to mentor and just motivate young basketball players coming behind him to get the work ethic that he had. And I was able to see that and just really just take up so much knowledge from him while I was still playing. But, I mean, that mentality goes deeper than just on the court. I mean, that mentality is off the court too. So, I mean, he was, he was an inspiration. Nolan, both you and Kobe Bryant are sons of, of great basketball players. What What is that – connection mean to you uh, and 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 how does that kind of manifest in not just in your game but but sort of in the way that you interact with other players and and other people within the game of basketball 
Yeah, it meant a lot. You know, there's one guy, actually, was just on the phone with him. It's Gerald Henderson, whose dad also played in the NBA. So I think just that connection right there, when you have a dad that played professionally and played in the NBA, just just like we did, you know, there's there's something there that just kind of gets, gets you going, gets you motivated. And Kobe was somebody that I watched pretty much from the moment I picked up a basketball at a young age all the way through. And I knew that his dad played in the NBA, and, you know, he was somebody that I wanted to be like. Watched all the Laker games. I was a Laker fan. You know, everything was Kobe. You couldn't you couldn't say a bad thing about Kobe around me. Um, I was <laughs> I was gonna argue down that Kobe was the greatest thing ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just that just that in itself, it, it motivated me to have that father and just to fill those shoes. Hey, Nolan, you know, Kobe. You mentioned Kobe was kind of a he's an icon. He's a legend. He's someone that you said you looked up to. What? You know, obviously, there is so much about Kobe's game that you could incorporate. But what were some of the things that you learned from Kobe, either by watching him or just through the times that you knew him? Uh, what did you learn from him, and what? How did that incorporate? How did that help your game evolve? I think the main thing I took from him was just his work ethic. Um, one story that I heard when I was a sophomore, I think. I was I was young in my college year. Johnny Dawkins told me a story, and it was about the time that he worked him out. And he worked him out after, like, a three-hour practice of USA basketball. And then later that night, he went back, and he said Kobe worked out for two hours and didn't didn't drink water and just – he basically worked <laughs> Coach Johnny Dawkins into the ground and that he would do anything just to just – keep his edge, just to keep working hard, never be beaten. And just that, I mean, that term mama mentality, it really is a, a real thing. And when I heard that story, that, that story stuck with me. And it made me just extreme, work extremely hard, put, put the time in the gym. And, you know, now as a coach, I get, I get to tell the young kids the same stories of how coach worked and how he put the time in. Hey, hey do you have a, a favorite Kobe Bryant moment, you know, like from watching, we're all fans. Uh, Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? You're like, that was the, that was the ultimate Mamba moment. Uh, I'd probably say it came in Portland. I was sitting in Portland at the time I was sitting, I was sitting on the end of the bench and he was, I think at this time it was early in the game and somebody from our bench was like, miss it when he went up for a shot and he heard him, he turned around. And he looked at them dead in their eyes, and he said, watch this. And from that moment on, I think he finished the game with, like, 38 points. And I don't think he missed, like, the rest of the game. But, like, that's awesome. This, it, it, oh, it was it was amazing. And I just sat there, and I just I, I said to the guy, I was like, you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, I know, right? Because you saw his eyes. You saw something change in his eyes that – he he was he was about to do something special, so he, it was it was crazy. I'm like he, he's one of those guys I saw from that moment on. Like you can't you can't push his buttons because it doesn't take much to get him going. <laughs> well, uh, Nolan, we are so thankful. We really appreciate you joining us, um, and reflecting for a little bit at, at this really you know this tragic time. Uh, look, we're, we'll have you back on. 
sometime soon to talk about the current Duke basketball team. Obviously, you know about what's going on with the team, and we want to pick your brain about that. But we'll let you go now. Um, uh, man, it, 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 it's such a sad day for all of us, and we really appreciate you taking the time to reflect a little Absolutely. bit on no problem. Yeah, on this guy that no you knew so Thank well. Thank you. All right. Adios, buddy. So again, thanks so much to Nolan for doing that. Uh, it was it was great, and I, I mean, some of those stories. The story of that Portland game is just <laughs> that's such a great that's such a Kobe story. Like some dude went, "Dude, miss it," and then Kobe went, "I'm not missing anything for the rest of the day." It's just Kobe uh, Bryant. Kobe Bryant was like the quintessential guy you don't piss off on on the basketball court. You know, he he took every slide. You know, I I I only sort of remember Michael Jordan's career. Michael Jordan was was like just at the end of his of his really great run in 98 when I was sort of coming up as a basketball fan I so I didn't really see like the peak of Michael Jordan I I saw him at the end when he was with the Wizards and and we don't really need to talk about that Kobe Bryant was was that guy to me growing up I mean he was he was the quintessential NBA scorer and competitor and and you know do it all kind of player um, he wasn't he wasn't the biggest player on the court. He was not the fastest player on the court, but he was absolutely the most tenacious. And like you said, Jason, uh, a a special thanks to to Nolan Smith for, uh, you know, giving us the time on on this tragic day. Not just, you know, for it, it, like you said, um, Kobe Bryant didn't go to Duke. He He played for Coach K in the Olympics, but that was really his only connection. But we felt it like was so important to to get on and talk about this because he had so much influence on basketball and and on all of us watching he was a he was a member of the Lakers for 20 years won five NBA championships and was one of the greatest competitors I think that we ever saw Donald I wanted to give it to you next just kind of give me your thoughts on Kobe um you can feel free to react to what Nolan talked about you can sort of say whatever else is on your mind you know and, and apologies, everyone. I think some of us are going to have some moments where we're trying to grasp at words because there really aren't any. It's it's a terrible, terrible day. I I mean, I grew up a Pistons fan. I grew up hating the Lakers, and I still do. But you couldn't show anything but respect to the Mamba because he was that the, this current generation. Like he was MJ. He was Magic. He was. He was Kareem. He was Bill Russell. He was everything to a lot of people. And watching him play, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to watch a lot of great basketball players play. And I've been fortunate to see Kobe Bryant lace him up for uh, our national team and also for the Lakers. It's it's one of those things where you knew you were so, seeing greatness. And, to, and this whole thing kind of comes full circle in the sense that we remember the stories about how he was going to practices and how he was going to games was by this method that ultimately cost him his life today. And it's just unspeakable for him, for his family. Um, there's a lot of wild reports out there. Like, you know, like Sam said, we're not going to speculate on what's happening because we honestly don't know at the time of this recording, it but it doesn't matter. I mean, like what happened? It, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's the game has lost a great, great player one of the greatest of all time. When we talk about, when we debate 30 years from now about the greatest players to ever play the game, Kobe's name is going to be in that conversation. It's, it is right now. It always will be. And people are going to remember what he brought to the Lakers, what he brought to basketball. I honestly am shocked that basketball is being played today. The, the nuggets and rockets are 
about to play right now or just starting. And half of these guys are on the bench and on the court in tears. And it's, it, it's unfathomable. It's one of those unspeakable things that you, you'll know exactly where you were when you heard the news. And this is going to be one of those days that lives with people for a long time. So I'm the old guy. So I want to, I, I remember Kobe's career probably better than either one of you. I remember the 1996 draft um, and the, the Lakers traded Vlade Divac for the number 13 pick in that draft. I, I watched that draft, and I remember thinking at the I, time vividly. I remember. I mean, look, remember, like, what are you doing drafting the high school kid? People were like, "This is this is crazy." He wasn't the first high schooler to be drafted. He was the first like high school guard. Like up until then, I think it had only been, you know, the, the year guy. before we had Kevin Garnett, the '95 draft had Kevin Garnett, yeah. and then before that, there was it wasn't like every. It was like every year there was one guy. But they weren't. In ninety six, it was yeah. it was Kobe. That was the that was the high school guy. It wasn't a bunch of them. But but and then the other thing I remember, I remember this so vividly. God, he struggled his for his rookie year. He was not a good basketball. I mean, he was a good basketball player. He wasn't a good NBA player from the start. I think people, you know, were were so entranced by. I think I saw today he made eighteen All Star teams or something absurd like that. He was like an eleven time. First team All NBA. Think about that. Eleven times in his career, he was one of the five best players in the league. He I mean, played. He played for twenty years. Over half the years, twenty years he played in the league. Yeah, he was one of the best five players. Yeah. So people forget he was not good as a rookie. And I remember again reflecting back on that draft and people like saying the Lakers threw away. I mean, Vlade Divac was a really good um, center in the NBA. He was a good big man back when big men mattered. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. And people were just like, what, what is Jerry West? What are the Lakers doing? And, you know, his first couple of years, he struggled. But like in 2005, 2006, he averaged 35 points per game. Like that's unheard of. No one averages. You don't average Wilt Chamberlain. And that's it. Other than, and occasionally Michael Jordan. Uh, 35 points per game he averaged that year. He was absolutely incredible and it was the it was the work ethic and i guess the point i wanted to make about him struggling that rookie year was he knew how much work he had to put in and everyone talked about you heard nolan talk about the mamba mentality everyone talked about the work ethic that kobe bryant put in and that's what separates guys who are good from guys who are great so this is also i mean we talk about how this is is a major loss for basketball. This is a major loss for not just basketball, international basketball, international sports in general. You entertainment. Have, I mean, entertainment. Entertainment. He was getting into movies in a big he, way. I mean, he just won an Oscar just last year or the year before um, for his uh, Dear Basketball documentary, which was fantastic. And, you know, he grew up in Italy. His dad played in Italy. Obviously, we there's all those connections with him living in Italy, you know, speaking fluent Italian, speaking Spanish, being very big into soccer, investing into a lot of soccer camps and a lot of basketball camps around the world. He he was a as big as he was here in the United States. He was probably bigger international than he was here. This guy was everything. And I mean, guys, I don't care how old you are, how many people have taken a piece of paper, thrown it into a trash can and yelled, Kobe. It was, it, you know, for the last like 20 years, that was. That was what you did, whether you liked him on the court yep. or not, whether you liked the Lakers or not. Everyone has done that once in their in He's their probably lifetime. he's probably like the 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 last guy to be elite at at the mid range jumper, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was like he was. It, he it's was not so an analytics. Good. It's not an analytics play anymore. But yeah, and he, he was contested fifteen footers, which everyone hates. 
Kobe Bryant made. He was the only. To five he was titles. the only guard. He was the only guard that would just back guys down because yeah, because he he knew that he just had more skills and was going to be tougher than anybody who who he was posting against. So Jason, you mentioned you know the '96 draft and you know how you're you're the old guy and remember it, but I also remember it because I was I was entering high school when he was drafted, but his game was the game that most high school players were were trying to do. They were trying to do that, you know, he would do that pump fake from the three-point line, dribble one step to the free throw line on the elbow and knock down a 15-footer. Next possession, he'd get the ball, like you said, back somebody down, do a turnaround fadeaway. And then when you were like, okay, he's going to come in the paint, he's going to try and drive, he figures out a way to cross you over and then dunk on you. And then the next possession, he'll shoot a three in your face. Like he literally would decide he was going to destroy you in any way and every way of the game that possible. And also he was, he was an elite defender as well for a lot of his career. He was all NBA defense team for a lot of his career. This guy really shaped college, not shaped college basketball. He shaped all of basketball. I mean, a lot of college players now, are looking at him as the MJ of their generation. And it's like MJ, I mean, he's gone. You you talk about these guys that he has played with and that guys that have played against him, his name is going to be up there for the rest of eternity. And for unspeakable reasons, he's he's gone at age 41. So the the only thing I would say is uh, I'm I'm going to be very keen to hear Coach K's post-game press conference on Tuesday when Duke plays Pittsburgh because Coach K knew Kobe really well. Um, they uh, K coached him on two Olympic – I'm 90%. Yeah, K, 2008 and 2012. Those are both yep. Coach K teams, and Kobe was on those teams. And, in fact, did Coach K coach the 2007 FIBA Americas team? I think he may yep. have. He did. Yeah. Yep. So he, he, coached, he coached Kobe a lot. Um, there, are, be there, there, are in- pictures, there are pictures of Kobe Bryant in the – uh, in the Schwartz Butters Center, like if you go into the yeah. into the Duke Hall in the era in the era of you know back then when players were saying, "Hey, I you know I just want to show up for the Olympics. I I don't want to do the FIBA Americas. I don't want to do the World Cup of Basketball or, or you know World Championships." He was that guy that was like, "Coach, sign me up for all these things. Sign up for training camp. Sign me up for the for the you know friendlies, exhibitions, whatever. I'm at your service when it comes to the national team." Yeah, so I, like I said, I, I'm dying to hear what Coach K is going to say. I'm sure he will have something to say about it, and I'm sure it will be a way more poignant reflection than any of us have been able to to produce. Um, just a tragic, terrible day for for basketball. And and just to wrap it up, you know, you, you guys both started to touch on it, but the impact that Kobe was having post career in basketball and sports and entertainment, I, I think one of the one of the worst parts of this whole thing is that we could see that he had great things ahead of him. Um, and, and it's a, it's a shame for his fans all over the world that um, we're not, we're not going to get to see the full degree of that impact. We, we've been robbed of 20, 30, maybe 40 years of Kobe Bryant continuing to impact society. That, so that's, that's a crime. With, with that, um, we'll sign off. We, I'm sure we'll touch again on Kobe Bryant. The next time the three of us get together on this show, you'll see, coverage of this obviously everywhere um so for donald wine for jason evans i'm sam klein this has been uh, emergency episode 186 of the duke basketball report podcast again rest in peace to kobe bryant the black mamba we will talk to you again soon you know you guys know that you know if you do the work you work hard enough dreams come true you know that we all know that but hopefully what you get from tonight is the understanding that 
Um, those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you stay up late and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. That's the dream. It's not the destination, it's the journey. And if you guys, if you guys can understand that, then what you'll see happen is that you won't accomplish your dreams. Your dreams won't come true. Um, something greater will. And uh, if you guys can understand that, then I'm doing my job as a father. Thank you guys so much. I love you. And, uh, Mamba out.